Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Well, I guess since uh, I'm quarantined and the wife is quarantined, not because we're sick, but because everybody else is, uh, we're going to try to stock up on our recordings here and get as many in as we can. Before we're all dead. Yeah. From the flu. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So uh, we're going to make it our best. And uh, who knows? Maybe by the end of the month of March, we'll have a good six episodes in the books or something like that. We'll see. That'd be good. <sighs> but in the meantime, happy recording day. Happy recording day. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Chinese virus free. Chinese virus? Dude, I cannot believe that he said that. Yeah, POTUS is like... I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the man, but come on, dude. To call this a Chinese virus? Like... Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just just stupid, I think. And very, it could be very hurtful. Yeah, stupid is one way of looking at it. I mean, I dare I say racist? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, jeez, bro. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'd call it racist for sure. Uh, Which if you haven't seen what we're kind of talking about, I'm I'm assuming you kind of put two and two together, but the great president of the U.S. tweeted out on the 16th of March that, uh, yeah, I don't have the exact crap tweet up. I guess I should have kept that up, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> Just looking at it. Do, 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 do. Three hours later. Can you move it along? I'm all out of time cards. And we are here. And I quote, The United States will be powerfully supporting those industries like airlines and others that are particularly affected by the Chinese virus. We will be stronger than ever before. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what do you even say? Um... Sorry. Yeah, that, that, if, yeah, if I was Chinese, I'd be extremely offended. Sorry and, that our um, president's an asshole. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it, it is extremely offensive and, um, and just flat out wrong of him to say. Yeah. You know, so uh, it, it really doesn't help the relationship with the China government, that's for sure. Um, yeah. I would have did some pushback for sure. And I'm sure, you know, he might have a little bit of blowback uh, for for that comment, but it won't be on Fox News, I'll tell you that. No. Well, and I went back on his Twitter feed to find it, and I couldn't, so maybe he took it down. I don't know. Yeah, dude, it's just a bit appalling. You know, I mean, there's still people, and, you know, if if we could for a second, um, talk about a conspiracy theory. Ooh, the wife and I were talking. Yeah, we were talking the other day, the other night, and she was like, "Do you really believe that like the Chinese government made this virus just for you know 
just for us to 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 mess with the U.S. And I just looked at her and I said, sadly, no, I don't. If anything, I believe that our government <laughs> would have created it and then gave it to China to make sure that, you know, they start getting wiped out. And the reason why I said that is just simply, you know, um, these deals that Trump have been talking about from the beginning deals with China where China is winning, uh, you know, and the U.S. is getting the wrong side of the deal. He would want to hurt their economy. I don't think that it's beneath him. You know, or, you know, maybe not him directly, maybe somebody that works for him, but either way, it would be attributed back to him, you know. So... That's sad, man. It's sad to even think that way, but honestly, I honestly think that that's possible. You know? Yeah, a lot of things are possible. I mean, I get that. Yeah, but what do you think? Like, wouldn't... Like, if you're getting a bad deal from a country, a bad business deal, and you keep going back to the negotiation table, and no one is willing to actually give you a better deal, what would you do? Hit them where it hurts, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I don't I know. Mean, with, well, here's the thing, though. Here's, here's another reason why I say somebody actually did this. So they say that this disease started off in bats and then went to went from bats to cats or something. Or bats to snakes. Something stupid like that. Got into the food, then they got into the people. Right? That's what they say. And then you've got these different videos where people are filming the markets. Where they have all of these animals in cages and just blood all over the streets. It's one of those rural markets where they'll chop the head off right there for you just to you know, give you the freshest stuff. Um, but all these animals being mixed in together, just a terrible environment for, you know, infestation of some disease. Well, my argument is, is like, they've been living like this for hundreds of years and they're just now getting this disease? Come on. I don't think so. That's where I have a hard time with. It's like, dude, how long have they been doing this? How long have markets been like this in China? All you got to do is watch Anthony Bourdain and his shows. You'll see that they've been doing markets like this forever. R.I.P. Right. So why now? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I mean, stuff like this has been happening since forever, though. Like, there's not always someone evil out there trying to drop in a virus to only kill, like, 5,000 people. Yeah. Which sounds like, that makes me sound like an ass. Like, oh, it's only 5,000. Like, no, that's a lot of people. And Oh, yeah. That sucks. I'm just saying, if, if that's your intent, wouldn't you, I mean, I don't know, seem to think I'd want to go for a little bit more casualties there and then be like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> what you, you yeah. want to come to the table now oh, okay I don't know I mean that's kind of yeah. your conspiracy theory so I'll let you keep going with it I, I just I don't know I mean I could like what I'm saying though is yeah I could see that happening sure but I don't know that that's what happened mm -hmm. <clears throat> especially when like I mean, aside from China, it seems like Europe's getting hit pretty hard right now, and then it's slowly making its way over to us. And uh, I don't know, man. It's crazy too to me that like it's literally just a strand of the flu. Um. Summertime lover. <laughs> <laughs> Still gets me, well, man. That's stupid. What I was going to say was um, 
Are we supposed to be dancing? <laughs> um, I, I, I'm an idiot, so don't listen to me when it comes down to these uh, these conspiracy theories. I know nothing of the way of the world and, and how stuff is supposed to be handled and done. So, uh, you know, we shouldn't be where you come to for your news. We're definitely not the gold source. Uh, but I do know that this stuff, this virus was, um, was held up and the news wasn't talking about it. The news was held back because everybody was too concerned about Trump's impeachment. You know what I'm saying? So two years ago, or not two years ago, <laughs> back in December, when, you know, this stuff first started getting reported to the World Health Organization, the country was in impeach Trump mode. So no news media was talking about this virus at all, but it was prevalent back then. So, and now it's catching up. So, one day you got five people that die, and the next day is 1,500. So, we got to do something about it at this point. It needs to be talked about. Oh, it's definitely being talked about. I feel like that's all that's being talked about. Sure. No doubt about it. But you had something else that, yeah, you had something else that you wanted to discuss about it. You just mentioned to me, and I, I forgot it just that quick. Uh, about your conspiracy theory? No, about the virus in in general. Yeah, I don't know. Did I just mention it? Uh, Before we started recording, you mentioned it. I said, yeah, we we should talk about that. And I, I didn't write it down, so I'm trying to take notes at the Trump same thing. time. <clears throat> okay. Well, so uh, one thing that I wanted to uh, oh, to bring up, I remember now. Oh, go ahead. So, in the state of Illinois, they have mm-hmm. which I, th- I think it's pretty much the same everywhere now, mostly. But like, groups of fifty or more can't meet. So, like, restaurants are closed except for, like, drive through or if they're trying to do delivery somehow. Uh, um, churches are closing, you know, after, like, extracurricular activities are done. Like, schools are shutting down. Um, some businesses are, you know, either remotely working from home or you're getting two weeks off whether it's paid or unpaid, I guess it depends on the company. Right. So depends on the company. they're holding this press conference yesterday about all this that's going on and, you know, what's what we're going to do and blah, blah, blah. And uh, the point of this recording, it's election day for local government and stuff like that here. And someone asked, well, you know, are we still going to, like vote tomorrow and he said uh well we still need to vote and then just moved on (laughs) and it's kind of like oh so you want us to like you know take all these precautionary measures and like shut down half of our lives but come vote because you need a job you know come make yourself uh possibly exposed to the thing that we're trying to keep you safe from but we're going to need you to come out anyway so that you can vote for me. I don't know, man. Just seemed kind of like double standards and like double standard for sure. I don't know. Like agenda driven. Definitely. You know, no doubt about it. It's just kind of like, so is it a big deal or is it not a big deal? Because if it was a big deal, you wouldn't say, Hey, come out and vote with all these people, but you can't go eat with them. I don't know. She's kind of like, fuck you, man. Like, (laughs) I I don't, you know. It's a little backwards. No doubt about it. 
I'm not saying we shouldn't vote. I'm not saying like, because I'm typically anti-voting when it comes to presidential things, and we won't get it back into that right now. But on local, they're done that. I definitely see the point, and I definitely think that it matters because it's a completely different ball game. And yeah, so like, I'm not saying that we shouldn't vote and we shouldn't have the election. I'm just saying, literally during the middle of your speech about how you shouldn't go outside at all if you can, if you don't have to, and like shutting this down and shutting that down but oh yeah let's all populate in one big area and vote i don't know just like (laughs) okay (laughs) it's not that bad then that's my point yeah if it was that bad they'd say well we're gonna postpone it for two or three weeks or we're gonna figure out how you can vote online or i don't know something you know sure but again i don't work in their uh field so maybe it's not that simple i don't know yeah. No, I agree with you. It's it it seems like a huge double standard and and that um I don't know. Like we shouldn't take it serious, but there's too many reports uh, as to why we should take it serious. So um I guess we're going to have to live with this dichotomy for a little while at least until things settle and people start agreeing that the threat level is decreasing. Yeah. So um, well, we were kind of talking a little bit about that last night. If like, if we literally just stayed indoors for like two weeks, <clears throat> then the virus would die, right? It would have to. But then you brought up a point, like, what if on day thirteen you go out and somehow got the virus, and then it would start all over again? Yep. That's it. <sighs> exactly. I don't know. It starts all over again. I don't know, man. I kind of think like Raccoon City, <laughs> Resident Evil, <laughs> you know, like eventually uh, we're all going to be locked away, you know, at least in our homes, you know, where they'll say, please don't go anywhere for 24, 48 hours, whatever. Um, Which I, I did see an article somewhere. That uh, San Fran's doing that for three weeks. That's amazing to me. I mean, if if they really do that for for three weeks, man, that's amazing. I don't know how you can, you know. like, govern that, patrol that. Like, how do you enf- enforce it? There we go. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know that we actually have that many in the National Guard to enforce something like that. And, um, I mean, what are you going to do? Like, I'm still going to go outside to walk my dog this afternoon. (laughs) You know? It's just, it's going to happen. We're going to get outside. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't read the article, so when I hear quarantine and lockdown, I think of, like, you know, you're shoved up in your house and you can't go outside or I'm sure it's not that intense. Maybe not. Maybe lockdown is exactly what we're doing here. It just sounds better to say lockdown. (laughs) Sure. But when you use strong language like that, that's what perpetuates fear in the minds of people. Yeah. They're going to, um, that's how they're going to look at it. So, and nobody wants to be quarantined. I mean, dude, like, believe me, I would love to order a pizza or something like that and go pick it up. There's bars and restaurants that I really want to go to that are forced to be closed. You know, there's people that, restaurants that we know of that have laid off all of their staff. So not only are the people being forced to stay home, they are without a job, so they've got no income coming in until, you know, the local government says it's okay to reopen. And even then it's going to be like, okay, now we got to scramble to bring all these people back if they actually are going to bring them back. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of small businesses like 
you know, neighborhood restaurants and stuff like that. They don't have the capital to be able to sustain themselves without business coming in. You know, so like their rent isn't getting decreased while everybody is quarantined. Yeah. The light bill is still due. Water bill is still due. You know, like (laughs) a lot of these small restaurants, dude, you got, you know, uh, 20,000 a month that needs to be paid in just bills. And that's before you even pull out any money for yourself. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's very unfortunate, bro. You know, I feel for my, my friends and neighbors that lost their jobs just because they were in the service industry. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're doing our part. You know, if, if we have friends that are in need, uh, and I guess that's really what I wanted to get to in this episode, is what should be the Christian response. And I know it's kind of weird, like, what's a Christian response to a disease or a pandemic, but uh, the fact is, is that there are some people that are out there that are really trying to do some good right now. Uh, and I I think it's cool and I think it's worthy of note and discussion. So, like, (laughs) I keep saying that we don't have any toilet paper. And seriously, we can't find it. Every time we go to the store, we can't find toilet paper and we're running low. (laughs) That's it's it is a legit concern. Like, I mean, I understand we can shit the shower and uh, and we're going to have to do what we got to do. But we are truly almost out of toilet paper. And we cannot find any. So, uh, you know, I've got friends, uh, neighbors that have said, hey, once you run out, give us a shout. We'll, we've got, you know, we'll, we'll share the wealth. <laughs> we'll share what we have to make sure that you guys are okay. And, you know, and we have boxes and boxes of diapers and wipes. So we've been sharing with people that don't because I know a lot of people are talking about toilet paper, but you can't imagine. I mean, you can imagine there's no diapers anywhere either because people just started buying up all the diapers as well. It's not something that's been talked about, but, um, it, you know, babies need diapers. (laughs) I mean, it's just that simple, right? We stocked up on formula because we didn't know how long we were going to have to go without it. We didn't know how long the shelves would be empty. So we just bought a ton of uh, formula. You know, so we're, we're trying to be able to be open and and be willing to help out people that are in need that have less than us. But also recognizing that in a matter of time, we're all be in need if people keep hoarding and, you know, not respecting the limits of others. Like, did you hear about the, those two brothers in Tennessee? No. So as soon as the virus hit, hit the news, like for real hit the news, they went on a 1,400-mile run. I think that's what it was. They did like 1,400 square miles, went from city to uh, state to state. Uh, the surrounding states and t- around Tennessee, which I can't even think of what they are. Like they, they went in Illinois, I guess, and or Ohio, Kentucky, Ohio areas. Yeah. And they bought up a ton of toilet paper and um, hand sanitizer. And they started selling them, selling them on eBay and Amazon. And it took a while, but both Amazon and eBay shut down their accounts and, and basically said that they weren't allowed to sell anymore because they were price gouging. And the authorities caught up with them 
I'm surprised you didn't hear about this. The authorities caught up with him and uh, basically, at least from my interpretation of it, they gave him an ultimatum. Hey, you either donate the rest of your supply or face jail time because of price gouging. They were selling, you know, hand sanitizers, bottles of hand sanitizer for 80 bucks, $85. <laughs> you know, and so basically at the point at which they get caught, they got stuck with set over $75,000 worth of uh, product. Yeah. They cleaned out all the stores between three different states. Which is just ridiculous, man. Well, they either have some really good jobs or they just racked up their credit. Sure. $75,000 worth and that's what they had left to sell? That's what they got stuck with. 75000 is what they got stuck with. <clears throat> You know, dude, they had to like, they had to piss their pants the first time they, they put the, a bottle of hand sanitizer out there and got 80 bucks for it. And then it kept happening and then it kept happening and then kept happening. They were on a selling spree, dude. You know, so, so what should our response be? You know? Yeah. That's a good question. It shouldn't and be that, you know. No. It's kind of a tough one, too, because... Um, I don't know. What am I trying to say? It's like, you know, we want to protect ourselves, even though we're Christians. I don't want other people to suffer. But, you know, what can I do to make sure they don't suffer other than what I am doing? Just washing my hands more and, you know, not going out as much and whatever. So, I guess my question to you would be... How do you, like, what do you mean when you say, what should my response be? Okay, so, like I said, we're trying to be helpful as well. And, you know, we have a surplus of wipes. So, if somebody needs a a container of wipes, we can give it to them. We have a surplus of diapers. You know, we can stand to share some. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so that's what we're doing. We, but we also are in need. So we, we also are going to run out of toilet paper before we run out of wipes. And might, hell, we might end up having to transition to wipes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh, You got to do what we got to do. But, yeah. You know, I don't know. I I think there has to be some. <clears throat> go for it. There there has to be some balance between how much you give and how much you, you know, given the fact that you still have needs. Yeah. You know, but and I think that that I mean, common ground can only be found individually, you know. So I think to me <clears throat> and I don't know if I'm going to sound like an asshole here or not, so whatever. But it's just the flu, right? Or flu-like. I mean, we're not talking about some, like, skin-eating disease that, you know, kills you within the first five hours or, you know, it's like, it's a cold. It's a fucking, it's the flu, man, you know? Yeah. So, like, elderly and children are first, you know, like, high priorities, I think, right? So let's make sure they're taken care of and they're, you know, living in sterile, clean environments and they're not, you know, hanging out with people who are coughing and sniffing and runny nose and high fever stuff. And that's all good and great. 
But now that it's affecting people's livelihoods who aren't even sick, like we were just talking about restaurants closing and people losing their jobs or their jobs are on hold, but their bills are still coming. Like back in Harrisburg, I worked for a coffee shop and they're, they're small business, you know, they work for themselves and they have had the privilege to hire like a serious, literal, small handful of good people to work for them who those people depend on the paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Of course. And the coffee shop depends on the regulars. But now that that can't happen, luckily they have a drive through. <clears throat> but even that, you know, people are going to be scared and not want to go out anyway. And maybe they adopt delivery for a time being. I don't know. But like, that's a huge, a huge thing, like a massive blow to their company, to their business. And to the community. <clears throat> For sure. Like, economically yeah. speaking, honestly, mm-hmm. I think, like, uh, not, like, health-wise, but, like, good spirits. What is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, the... Good spirits? Yeah, like, I don't know. Socially, it's just a bad thing. <laughs> Um, the words escaping me like morale or something, if you will. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so like people are buying gift cards, you know, to just help them in, in this time because it's something, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's a way that we should react is like, how can I, how can I help people in my community? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, support local. Some others are, like, the schools are shutting down, and some kids depend on their free meals, or else they don't eat. So, now what? So, we've got other people who are organizing and um, taking food to these kids, or setting up a place where they can come and get the food that they need. For free. Which is awesome. So like help them out. You Uh know, give them money or give them food or I don't know. Figure that out. Like that is that's a good thing too, you know. Um and also I think the cheesy one, but praying seriously for God's will to be done in this situation. You know? Yeah. Other than that, I don't really know because, you know, we went and bought, like, a few things. <clears throat> um, but we didn't, like, stockpile and all that shit. Mostly because we couldn't. I mean, honestly, you go to the stores and they don't have what you need. Like, I went to go buy, like, my wife and I drink a lot of water every day. And, um, there's been like a weird water thing in our apartment for the past, like several days. So, uh, we've been drinking a little bit more bottles than we used to, you know, usually do. So I was like, oh, well, let me go pick up some because, you know, if you have to work from home and I have to work from home and our water's being weird, like, I just want to make sure we have some water. There was no bottled water. This is freaking crazy, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I do. So people going apeshit and, like, hoarding all of this stuff. I just, I don't get it, man. I really don't. Like, use your brain and don't give in to this fear. Like, when you hear the word pandemic, you want to freak out and, like, lockdown and quarantine and... <clears throat> But honestly, if you look at the stats, you can go to worldometers.net and click on coronavirus and you can see actual in-time updates of the stats around the world. And I think you can pick your country or state or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's 
it is bad, but it's not apocalyptic bad. It's not, oh my God, stock up on toilet paper because I don't know if we'll ever be able to get some ever again. Right. So, like, stop being driven by fear. You know what I'm saying? Just oh, think for yourself. Think about it. Yeah. And if it gets to a place where, you know, it becomes this flesh-eating apocalyptic virus, then yeah, things are going to change. But seriously, it's <laughs> we're nowhere near that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what's interesting? I uh, read an article the other day about this grocery store in Australia. They are... They they changed their hours up in the morning so that or they restricted their hours in the morning specifically for the elderly. And then, you know, so it was for the elderly and for like disabled veterans or something like that. Just so that they can be able to shop isolated from the rest of the public since they are more susceptible to huh. uh, you know, suffering. Or contracting the disease and not being able to fight it. Yeah, that's cool. Isn't that cool? I thought that was awesome, man. Um, I also think that brings up another interesting thing to think about is, you know, there, there are people dying. There are people dead. There are people sick. I guess more than usual. I kind of struggle with that. I don't think it's more than usual. Yeah, I think it's just what it's called. That's so sure. Yeah. But <clears throat> when people are freaking out and things are shutting down, hopefully we can learn something from this about how we as Americans live, specifically in America, because that's where I'm living. Other places, I hope that you can do that too, but I can only speak to America because that's where I live. But it makes you think like, man, I'm so used to just going out and getting whatever I want or need whenever I want or need to do it, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I know that, you know, it's that way in other places in the world, but it's also not, you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, if, if that goes away in some aspects, we're just going to whine about it, but like, seriously, we're going to be fine. Like we're, we're kind of all spoiled, I guess you could say, you know, like, do you remember when there was outhouses? (laughs) We didn't have (laughs) like hand sanny and like, you know, fucking toilet bowl condom things or whatever they're called. And, soaps and you know running water like people lived it was fine you know what i'm saying yeah but now we've experienced the level of bouginess that we have and we just accept like expect like well if i'm pumping gas and i gotta go pee of course there's gonna be a clean toilet with toilet paper and soap and paper towels and a trash can and signs that say wash your hands here's how I don't know. What do you think? Am I way off? Yeah. There? Uh, no. 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 You're you're fine. I I agree. There's still some outhouses up north. <laughs> in yeah. Detroit, I mean, they still exist. North of Detroit. Uh, but um, yeah, you're right. Uh, frankly, like I've been seeing different memes, and we've been going back and forth with the memes. But you know, one that I saw a while back was just like, "Hey, if you let your kids." you know, play outside instead of in the house all the time with video games, you know, (laughs) they would already have the immunity against this type of shit, you know. Another meme I saw, you know, remember back in the day, you go to use the restroom at school and you just had, like, one towel that you had to, like, keep pulling down. Yep. And it was just on on, on a little, you know, rotation cycle. It's the same damn towel. And you just keep pulling it down to see if you can find a dry spot so that you can dry your hands. Because everybody was using the same damn towel. 
you know, it's like, hey, I grew up in the city of Detroit, and this is how I dried my hands. I'm already immune to it. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I don't know, man. It's it, it pay it pays, I guess, to catch something every now and then. I don't know. The concern is for the older people, though, right? You know, you're talking life and death for them, especially if they've had any pre-existing medical issues. Um, I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about, though, was the churches, man. So a lot of churches are obviously having to close um, because they, you know, if you have more than 50 people, (laughs) a lot of churches don't, but... You get what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of churches that are closing their doors. And I was having a conversation with the wife the other night again about this because it just dominates every conversation, unfortunately. Um, I didn't really voice my opinion, but just ask the question, just like, you know, should the churches really be closing their doors like this? Or maybe they should be, you know, doing like some drive up service type of deal where hey you don't have toilet paper you can come on up here to this church and we're going to we're going to hand you out some we're rationing out our stuff so our doors are closed we can't have service but some of the supplies that we would normally use on a week excuse me on a weekly basis we're going to just hand out to the community for the people that actually need it so here's some extra water that we would normally have for a Sunday service. We're going to give it out to you. The toilet paper, the paper towel, the cookies that we were going to give out on, at Children's Church. We're just going to go ahead and give it to you anyway. If you say you need something, you need some snacks for your kids, come on up. We'll give it to you. That type of deal. Like, sh- Would that be an okay thing to do? Or would you be foolish in trying to be generous like that and opening up yourself that much more to to getting the virus? You know, is the quarantine really that necessary to where you can't even do something like that? I thought they were pretty good ideas. I'm thinking to myself, well, hell, if I was a pastor of a church, this seems like something that I would do. Yeah, I mean, I would too. And I, I have a feeling that that's happening more than we probably hear about. Yeah. But I also know <clears throat> everyone has this, uh, not everyone, but I saw a lot of churches promoting their, uh, they're going to be Facebook living their worship service and their sermon, hmm. you know? <laughs> and it's kind of interesting because I don't know, like growing up the way I grew up, like you went to church or you didn't go to church. You didn't watch church on TV. That was like a cop out. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And now with the way technology is and being forced to do it for those people who are still kind of in that mindset. And I'm kind of saying this for a reason here. Like, I'm sure right now everyone in that mindset said, oh, well, at least I get to watch it on Facebook. That'll have to be okay. And I just wonder, like, how, like, because I said, you know, maybe we can learn to navigate life differently and all that kind of thing. Like, I wonder if, even on a church level, if this will kind of change anything, you know? And maybe not, maybe I'm not even articulating my thoughts correctly on it, but I don't know, man. Like, do you think the church can still survive on a model where you don't go to a building? You can just, hey, we're Facebook live in, you know when, you know, uh, get involved and you start these Facebook communities and like church evolves almost completely away from four-walled entities 
Oh, man, I think that that is a much better question than what I ever could have came up with. <laughs> and really? it, it's just a thought, and I don't think that that's going to happen, but I could be, I mean, I could be right, but. <clears throat> um, because I think, I think after this pandemic kind of settles down, it's really going to, I mean, people are already talking, like, how is this going to shape, you know, working from home remotely? And businesses, probably large ones like Tata Motors, who can afford to say, hey, we're going to outfit you with this laptop and this Wi-Fi package, and, you know, we're going to Skype every other day, like, however they set it up. But basically, you work from home so that, you know, you don't have to really interact human-wise so that it's a little more cleaner and safer, you know? Indeed. Just... 100%. I know that those conversations are already being had, and I'm anticipating more conversations coming from this in the wake of the Chinese virus. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, you know, I think it's going to open our eyes to, huh, what if we did life a little differently? Yeah. Church is one like of those that. places too. I like it. Um yeah, what if we did life differently? Then our podcast would be uh prophetic, unchurched. <laughs> um I just I, I think you're on to something there. I think churches are probably being forced to be cr- super creative right now. And um, to your point, and so another meme that we saw was, uh, I don't even know if I sent it to you or not, but I saw it and I laughed. There was a pastor uh, sitting there live streaming his sermon from his couch. He had on a a suit jacket, shirt and tie and no pants, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and he had his laptop propped up on two pillows on his lap. Yeah. So, um, and it just goes to show you, like, yeah, I mean, with a camera, you can, you know, deal with illusions and trickery and stuff like that. Um, you don't necessarily have to be in the four walls in order to get your message that you've prepared for the week. You can still get it out there. Um, and I, I think it'll, I think this has the potential to force people to think differently about what church is for sure. Um, and their, you know, sanctification and holiness, if you will, because as so many people that believe that, how can you stay a, a strong Christian and you don't go to church? Well, right now you're quarantined and aren't able to go to church. Are you going to lose your strength as a Christian? They sure if we are. Use, if we use your point that you just made, are you going to lose your sanctification because you didn't go fellowship with the saints in the four walls? Like, if you're willing to admit that, then maybe I'll entertain your argument. But, you know, and, and I've felt, thought like this for years. You know, there's people that are, that are very, very sick and bedridden. They're not able to get up and go to church. You know, they spend majority of their days in bed, ill. Do they lose their salvation as a result of their illness? Do they, do they lose their sanctification or their position in God? Are you no longer a pastor because you're too sick to get up and preach on a Sunday? And you got somebody else preaching for you in interim while you get healthier? You know, like, it, it, the double standards have to fall away. And eventually we have to come to grips with um, with the reality that all that we have really exists within Christ, not within the four walls of the church. Yep. So, you know, the building is not the church. The church is the people. Screw the building. We're the unchurched. For sure. Just that simple. Yeah, it'll be inter- interesting to see. Yeah, that's exactly where I wanted to go. Exactly where my mind was 
kind of teeter tottering around and I just I didn't know how to articulate it, but you just you hit the nail on the head, bro. Well, that's a switch. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I'm like penis. And you're like, "Well, here's what you're really saying." <laughs> uh, penis. <laughs> you're, so, you're so stupid, dude. <laughs> great oh that's a drop for you right there (laughs) me just saying one word yep penis that's it (laughs) so i'll edit this episode and uh we'll get it out there so anyway let's put a bow on it yeah yeah well thanks for listening um we're gonna try and Keep them coming, like we said. Should be pretty easy. Um, but hey, if you like our conversations and you haven't already, wherever you do this, do this. But go ahead and subscribe uh, if you're still listening. Uh, you can leave us a comment if you're listening on SoundCloud, so go for that. If you are uh, listening on the old iTunes or i or podcast, what is it called? Podcasts and iTunes. You know, you know, it's purple. It's got the thing. Uh, leave us a five star rating and uh, we'll probably give you a little, little shouty on the uh, on upcoming episode. I don't know why I feel all over the place right now. Like I've never done this before. Because you just get penis on the brain. <laughs> penis. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you. Uh, you want to check out our Instagram or our Twitter feed? Um, both of those handles are at Unchurched Pod, and you can always email us at Unch or um, yep, mm-hmm. yeah, email address penis uh-huh. is unchurchedpod <laughs> at gmail dot com. <laughs> and uh, I'm just gonna shut up. You know what I'm saying? All right, cool. Alright everybody It's been real real. Thanks for listening Peace (laughs) brother Peace Peace